Hi, this is Peter Rivera, and I'm the original drummer and lead singer of the group Rare Earth. We've had a long career, 50 years. We've played all over the world. We've recorded many, many albums and lots of hit singles. I'm going to talk about them all. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the stories. So there I was with my new friend sitting at the pool in the hotel in South America. And he says, you're with uh, Te Te Arabetta. I said, yeah. He says, oh, Americano. I said, yeah. He says, can I show you something? Yeah. So he pulls out a map. And he spreads it out on the table. And he says, would you like me to show you where the Americans are sucking our oil? And, hmm, what am I going to do? And so I looked at the map, I looked at him, and I smiled. I says, yeah, I want to see that. I want you to tell me all about it. But first, I'm going to get a Coke out of the machine. Can I get you a Coke? He says, no, no, it's okay. I says, I'll be right back. And I turned and I walked across around the pool to the door of the hotel where there was a pop machine. And I went right past the pop machine in the hotel room, skipping up to the elevator, jumped in the elevator, went upstairs. Just kind of went, wow, got to be careful now, man. Got to be careful, you know. Never know when things are going to get crazy. But anyways, there you go. A nice, exciting event. Well, so the next day, um, I don't remember exactly what we did, but I think we were getting ready to pull out of there and we had to go to the airport. So whenever it was, a day later, whatever, we, we took off to go to the airport. And there were lots of people to see us off. And we got to the airport and now my brother was was with us he was kind of like road managing and in charge of the roadies and everything so we went to the airport we were going to go home now well this was a situation where you walk from the terminal outside and you walk quite a ways to a, a plane that's waiting with the steps going up so we start walking, hey, we're snapping pictures, hey, what's going on, pictures, bye, waving to people, you know. And we get almost to the plane, and out from the trees that surround the airport, here come, well, the militia, the army, whatever. And they came out in jeeps, and they had guns, and they had, they were kind of like, you know, surrounding us like the, the wagons would circle the cowboys in the old movies. And we had to stop, you know. And so there were some official-looking people that came out of that group. And the rest of them were there with their rifles kind of aimed our way. And uh, it got real, real scary. Nobody knew what was happening. And there was one guy who was our interpreter. He was there, 
And so all this talk started, people talking really fast and yelling about this and that. And we were told to sit there and wait still. And I remember my camera was taken from me. And uh, we're all looking around like, what's going on? You know, it was, we just didn't know. And, And so all of a sudden I see my brother walking away with a couple of these official people and our interpreter and they're just leaving this group and they're walking off and my brother's kind of glancing back at me you know and i'm looking at him and i'm thinking to myself you know this may be the last time i see my brother because it was the unknown so we kind of hung around there and, and didn't really talk much didn't know what to do just didn't want to do anything crazy. And eventually they started walking back toward the plane. And my brother was like 30 feet away. And he just looks up at me and the rest of the guys in the band. He goes, get on the plane. Get on the plane. And we turn and we start to walk up the steps of the plane. And for some reason, no one's really stopping us. Okay, so we go up the steps We get on the plane, holy cow, what's going on? We thought maybe that there was a drug thing or whatever. And then the interpreter makes way, everybody get on the plane and we get on the plane and actually we take off. But we found out later that what had happened was, at least this is what I heard, I don't know how true it is, but this is what we were told, is that the RC Cola Company had hired a road manager out of New York to go down with us to oversee everything for us. And he had gotten the money from the concert we did and he had not paid the taxes. And he had left a day before we left. So they were really kind of after him or after the money. And so who are you going to look look to for the money? Us. We're the band. Tiaderata. So it's like we made it out on the skin of our teeth, I think. And uh, eventually we took off and flew back to the United States. And that one was over. But it was a pretty crazy time, just a pretty crazy time, you know. And while we were there for four or five, six days, I mean, a couple guys in the band had made friends with some people. This one cute girl, Eddie, was kind of hanging around with for the four or five days we were there. It turns out that she was the daughter of the mayor. We didn't know that. Nobody knew that. And there were a couple other girls there that, you know, people were chummy with. They were, you know, cute, pretty, and they were hanging around. And they weren't, like, really groupies or anything, but they were just, you know, very nice. And uh, so it was our little South America family, family thing. So that's uh, that's about it on the South America thing. Pretty soon after that was uh, all of us finding out that John was going to leave and uh, he didn't really want to move out to L.A. I mean, he had come to L.A. Actually, we had played in Anaheim and played 
some other places and the fact that we flew out he'd stay in a hotel and but he was finally going to leave and john was like i had told you earlier he was like a really good friend of mine we hung out we did everything together in fact when we were first in the sunliners together john had an old green DeSoto from the 40s and i had an old 52 buick we called it the buffalo the buick and as we were going to the drive-in john would he'd come by my house out in front honk the horn i'd come out and i'd get in the buick off we'd go to the drive-in you know nighttime here we go and when when I stopped at a red light and John was behind me, he would come up and he would bump me with his car. And so I would put my car in reverse and I would gently ram him backwards. And this kind of thing caught on for a while. And so when we got in the drive-in, you know, I could be parked in the drive-in place just kind of digging life with all the other teens, having fun. And John would come in the drive-in, and he would turn a certain way and smash into my car in the front. Not terribly hard, but just boom, I mean, a good one. And so I'd have to start my car up and go ram John in the rear end, and this went on and on and on for quite a while. And, and, and it's like John and I were entertaining everybody, you know. But we were having a ball doing it. We didn't care. It's just old junker cars anyways. But they were the kind of cars you could smack each other pretty good and it didn't even hurt the car. That's when steel was steel and bumpers were bumpers. And so we had a great time doing that. And they used to call that the Buffalo. And across the street from the drive-in was this open field. It was not smooth, you know, but it was a, a bumpy, mogul kind of looking field. And so we'd get four or five guys in my old 52 Buick called the Buffalo. And we'd take off in this field. And going over these moguls, people in the car would, it would throw them up against the roof of the car inside and it'd smack the roof and then be slammed to the seat and the car is bumping over these moguls and everyone is laughing so hard they've got tears coming out of there running down their cheeks, just laughing, freaking out. And, you know, we'd go there every once in a while. John would take his car there, too, and, and we'd be smashing into stuff, and all of a sudden the, the car comes to a stop with the nose of it stuck in the side of a mogul. I just crazy. We were wild and crazy. We weren't hurting anybody. We were just having a great time. One night we're in the buff and, and all of a sudden the car just wouldn't run anymore. The gas pedal did not function to get the car going. So I opened the hood and the, the linkage had come off of the carburetor. Of course, we didn't have any tools or anything. We didn't know what to do. So in my trunk, I had a, a roll of like duct tape. So we went under the hood and we put the linkage up there and we kind of duct taped it to the carburetor. And it worked. We got out of there and, and uh, smashed each other in the, the 
parking lot of the drive-in again and just incredible you know incredible amounts of fun and i think part of that fun was because you know we had this band sunliners there were five of us six of us and a couple other guys that were friends of the band and it was like a little it was like a little community and it was all about laughing and just enjoying life having a ball beyond belief there was no bullying there was none of that it was just all good crazy fun sometimes when we had to leave the drive-in or whatever for band practice uh, we would get out on the streets there and we'd be racing to get over to ralph and russ's house for band practice and there'd be five six of us seven of us rolling down the street called otter drive and jockeying for position to see who was going to get there first and you're, you know you're by yourself and you're screaming in your car because it's so hilarious so much fun and we get to this one corner and oh somebody somebody's leading the pack and i'm back three cars and so all of a sudden i just drove up on the corner and cut across the corner of the house you know i digging up the, the front yard and everything anything to get there first and the band when we finally got there it was just everybody got out of their cars and again just another freak out laughing having fun I just, I never laughed so much as when I was in the band. It was so much fun. You know, it's, 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 it's taken shape over the years and, and different fun has come and things change and all that. But boy, I'll tell you, I, I can still call Ralph and Russ today and we can, we always will go back and somebody will say something that was so important back then and we'll just for a moment just recall it all it's, it was this great time and i'm so thankful that they hired me and that i went on this 50-year voyage from just learning them from the church social i mean just it's a great thing and i'm so thankful for it and there's so much more that was going to happen in life. I will struggle and work hard to remember everything I can about it because, well, that's what I want to do. One, two, three. Well, thanks for listening. My name is Peter Rivera, original lead singer, drummer of Rare Earth, and I really appreciate that you've listened to these podcasts. I hope you come back and check out more. I've got a lot ahead of us and a lot of the story for you, so come on back and hang with me for a while. I bring you flowers, baby, because you're the best. I'm going to treat you so much better than all the rest. I pull the chair out for you, open and close the door.